All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Paradigm. We hope you're doing better than you were last week. So before we get started on this video, we're going to ask you to subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave a comment down below, and uh, make sure you follow all our social media platforms. They'll be down in the description below. So today's date is October 28th, 2021, and this is the final chapter of Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Again, we're going to recommend you pick this book up. It was you know, such an amazing book. I'm kind of sad it's coming to an end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was really, really good. Um, so the title of this chapter is What If? And it's chapter 11. So let's jump into it by starting with what was our favorite part and why? So yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, you know, I'll go ahead and jump in. Go for it. Give me one second. I marked the page. Uh, yeah, right here, page 343. Uh, I guess second paragraph down full paragraph just some just some context he is feeling very ill no doctor can solve his problems and he's kind of just reminiscing on different parts of his life okay uh this quote right here he goes it was a lonely journey from from there to here i missed out on so much i didn't have a lot of fun happiness wasn't my cocktail of choice my brain having a constant blast. I lived in fear and doubt, terrified of being nobody and contributing nothing. I judge myself constantly and judge everyone else around me too. Rage is a powerful thing. For years, I'd raged at the world, channeled all my pain from my past and used it as fuel to propel me into the motherfucking stratosphere. But I couldn't always control the blast radius. Sometimes my rage scorched people who weren't as strong as I'd become or didn't work as hard. And I didn't swallow my tongue or hide my judgment. I let them know that hurt some of the people around me and a lot of people who didn't like me to affect my military career. But lying in that bed, Chicago, the morning of 2014, I let all that judgment go. And so he's like, I accept all this and I don't regret it. Yeah. This is the life I lived, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm happy. I'm happy yeah. with what it's become. Even if it was lonely, you know, I did it. I made it happen. And yeah. the people that are around me know I care about them, right. you know? Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a big part. That was, that. That was a chapter. That was a good one. Um, so I, I think I mine's sort of along the lines of David Goggins because how I read that part was him making peace with um, recognizing like not only his age and his body kind of accepting that like I can't be pushing myself like this anymore. He kind of made peace with himself like okay like I look where I started at the beginning of the book and look where I'm at now. At some point, I'm going to be like, enough is enough. Mm. I have to. Like, I can't keep going till I collapse and pass out and I'm not waking up anymore. So my favorite part, um, it's kind of a little bit past John's. Um, he says, when you, when you push beyond your perceived capability, your mind won't shut up about it. It wants you to stop. So it sends you into a spin cycle, panic and doubt, which only amplifies your self-torture. But when you persist past that point, the pain fully saturates the mind. You become single-pointed. The external world zero outs, boundaries dissolve, and you feel connected to yourself and to all things. I think um, that sentence at the very end where he says you feel connected to all, all things and um, a little bit further than that he says um, to all things and the depth of your soul i think that's what david goggins really kind of came to peace with and accepted was once you realize how far you've come um you recognize like okay i want to go further i want to do this um but at some point i need him to say enough is enough and i think he's okay with his 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 external world his soul um, his circumstance and everything in between his internal and external. And so uh, I think this, this book, the, the chapter and this, the end really 
kind of clarified where he stands right now. So, yep. Oh yeah. Grab him. So, um, yeah, those those are really good ones. For my mine, my favorite part is when he sort of describes the the what if um definition, if if you will, because he has these sort of um like ideas or concepts that he has throughout the book like you know the 40 percent rule or the governor in your mind you know these these uh topics and he describes what if during a certain part of this chapter and um he starts out by saying you know we're all our own worst haters and doubters because self-doubt is a natural reaction to any bold attempt to change your life for the better you can't stop it from blooming in your brain but you can neutralize it and all the uh other external chatter by asking what if and so I, I like the way he describes um the definition for that concept it's it's the neutralizer you know mm-hmm. um yeah. what if is the exquisite fuck you to anyone who has ever doubted your greatness or stood in your way he gives it um like a, a character you know it silences negativity um what if is is the thing that you can ask yourself to make the impossible seem like a little bit more possible and it's permission for yourself to face your own darkest demons um and uh when you do that you will be able to use them as fuel to envision and uh envision the most audacious outrageous achievement and go get it so that was my favorite part hell yeah sick hell yeah man um so mine mine encompassed a little bit of that Uh, same page one paragraph up it says um but it's not our the external voices that will break you down it's what you tell yourself that matters The most important conversations you'll ever have are the ones you'll have with yourself. You wake up with them, you walk around with them, you go to bed with them, and eventually you act on them, whether they be good or bad. We are all our own worst haters and doubters because self-doubt is a natural reaction to any bold attempt to change your life for the better. And so, you know, for me, I just... You know, it's in all his videos, his interviews. That's one thing he says. It's like it's memorized in the, his head. It's like the biggest conversation you're ever going to have is the one you have with yourself yeah. in the inside your own head. And we've all seen it on his videos. If you've seen his videos, if not, go check them out. Highly inspirational. Um, but then he says, you know, the whole the solution to those problems. And I think a lot of people would be like, okay, yeah, so what? Right to that? Yeah. yeah. The solution to that is. Or it's like motivational jumbo mumbo right. bullshit. Like He's like. The whole solution to that is what if, mm-hmm. right? What if I'm the 36th African-American to ever make it through buds? Yeah. What if, you know, I break the standard of being a, a person of color that's a geologist? What if I become a highly successful graphic designer? What if I make yeah. 70K on ship? You know, yeah. like... I knew... I was just saying... No, I like speaking like this because it, it makes these things... You know, it is like a what if for all of us. So yeah, yeah. It, it's very possible. It's it's possible, bro. You yeah. know, and so it's what if is such a powerful statement. You know, the title of the chapter and one of his biggest tools. And I think it might be overlooked because you know throughout the book it's in italic, mm-hmm. italicized. But yeah. that you know having the title of the chapter be what if and being the last chapter, I think some people might overlook that. But there's a lot of power in that statement, you mm-hmm. know. So that that was my favorite thing uh, from the the chapter, and I put, you know, nothing truer has ever been said. Yeah, it reminds me too that the chapter, like the title, "What if, um, what if you could achieve your greatest dreams and know that you won't fail?" Right. Like, what would you I try mean, to you achieve? Will, like, yeah, you, you know, what would you what would you go for if you know you couldn't though? 
Like, yeah. what, but you know that the failure is that's reality. But right. what would you do if, if you're you, going to achieve it? It's crazy. Right. So just what if? one thing I want to touch on with that and that statement, it's got to be used in the future sense. Mm-hmm. Using it in the past sense would lead to a lot of regret and frustration. Oh, absolutely. oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Where like if you go, what if I would have done this? What if I would have done that? What it could that's a toxic state. If yeah. you use it in the future sense, it can be like hope. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you're looking at it in the past as a way to process information instead of I should have done that. Nah, man. Like, you can do that. What are they called? AARs or whatever? Yeah. The, the act- uh, you, can, you, can, you can do that. But if you keep asking yourself, what if, what if? Yeah. Like, does that ever end well for you guys? Yeah. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> yeah, you end up, like, feeling regretful, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people, you know, people it would do that in my household. Like, what if this? What if that? It's, it's I'm like, good. yeah, what if the Raiders would have won the Super Bowl, but they didn't? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, but they did. You can't change the past, yeah, exactly. but the future is not set in stone. You know, right. and so you can analyze, but you can't change. It's it. like knowing knowing where that exists, um, and not staying there too long in that mindset. Like, yeah. uh, how could I? How could I have done this mm-hmm. better the next time or whatnot? That's what those ARs or whatever yeah. are for. Right. Oh yeah. All right. So I'm going to take us into the summary. So again, this is chapter 11, titled "What If." So this chapter begins with Goggins towed up at the starting line of Badwater in 2014. He was 11 pounds overweight, and he had gained 10 of those pounds in the last week. Goggins had strategized and began tapering his training a month before Badwater, the goal being to generate an abundance of energy and allowing the body to repair as he got primed for competition. However, the opposite occurred. He felt worse. He wasn't hungry and couldn't eat. The doctor said his thyroid levels were a little off, but... Not so bad to explain how shitty Goggins felt. Ten days before the race, he landed in Vegas, scheduled five runs, but couldn't couldn't get past the three-mile mark on any of them. He sought another doctor's opinion, who also said tests didn't provide a reason for how he was feeling. So with reassurance, he laced up for Badwater. During the opening miles and initial initial climb, his heart rate was high high partly due to the elevation, Uh, but 22 miles later, he was in sixth place. He descended a hill, quad screaming. Once down the hill, he couldn't catch his breath and in turn began walking. He walked a total of four more miles where he sheltered in a Lone Pine Hotel where the Badwater medical team checked him out. His blood pressure was a little low, but not enough to explain how shitty he felt. So he ate some solid food, rested a bit, and decided to try again. However, seven miles later, his, st- his sails were still empty muscles trembling heart rate was jumping up and down the the chart and with that david called it and got in his support vehicle he had lasted 50 miles something was off so they headed back to vegas to allow david's body to reach equilibrium but things progressed and he passed out at a restaurant he and his mother left the left to the emergency room and went to the david's doctor after that in chicago who ordered a myriad of blood tests everything came back clean and each day he felt worse He was in medical no man's land. He felt terrible and nobody knew how to fix or what was even wrong. Symptoms progressed to the point that getting out of bed hurt. And as David laid in bed, he felt as if things were coming to an end. All he could do was think about his life. He was done fighting and all all he felt was gratitude and acceptance. With that came a deep appreciation. In his lowest point, he found clarity. One day, as he lay down in bed for hours, he floated in peace, and the rivery broke like a fever. He analyzed the knots on the back of his head and above his hip flexors. Both had grown. 
Could the answer to his problem be linked to those knots? Then he flashed back to when the Navy brought Joe Hippensteel, who through his life experiences, discovered the power of extensive stretching. Through stretching, Joe became an elite athlete, and even after terrible injury, and even after terrible injury, with that, Goggins began to stretch. He had no other cards to play. His first day, he stretched a total of two hours. Day two, six hours. Before long, he got upwards of 12 hours in one day. And then he developed a routine. Six hours a day of stretching for the better part of two years. After several months, he noticed the knots had started to shrink. His overall health and energy levels improved, and was, he was off of his thyroid medication. The more he stretched, the better condition he became. He had figured it out. He was in better physical condition at 43 than any point in his 20s. And he was back on his grind in ultras and so much more. In November 2015, Chief Goggins retired from the Navy, the only man ever to be a part of the Air Force TACP, three Navy SEAL Hell Weeks in one year, and graduate BUDS and Ranger School. But the challenge of constant grind in typical Goggins fashion wasn't over yet. But you'll have to buy the book, Can't Hurt Me, to find out what happens next. So I'm going to take us into, you know, there was no challenge this week, but we still have week two and week three, as we promised you guys last week, we'll continue that. So a quick little run over what challenge eight was, week two and week three. So in week two, we were tasked with building an optimal schedule. So we'll discuss that shortly. And in week three, we had enough time to kind of design uh, a working schedule that maximizes effort without ma sacrificing sleep. So the questions we're gonna be asking ourselves, what is your optimal schedule? How is that different than before? What is being optimized? How has it been implementing it? And how will you hold yourself accountable to it? Mm. So we're gonna start with John. So okay, no problem. So at the start of the challenge, I had kind of upped the ante because I wanted to go for a better schedule regardless. And at that time, I was waking up early, running a mile, um, going through work, coming back home, driving to the dog park with Ace. Sorry, this week, that first week, I'd implemented trying to run to the dog park with Ace instead of driving, mm -hmm. run back, go to the gym, make food, read, go to sleep, do it all over again, right? Mm -hmm. uh, for about a week and a half, two weeks that lasted, um, recently, the week and a half, moving forward i started cutting out the morning runs and taking that time to just rest more mm -hmm. um utilizing the run to the dog park with ace i think like filled the need for me to run mm -hmm. i driving only saved me like five ten minutes of time driving to the dog park but i'm working out both of us and he still gets the dog park and play and I get to sleep a little bit more. Nice. So to me, that was the optimization <clears throat> part of it, right? Um, which I didn't think was going to happen. I thought I was going to keep the morning thing. So uh, for me, that was the biggest change in, in how I'm operating. Uh, how I'm going to keep to it is for real. This book has really helped me with it, man. Uh, it was freezing cold the other day and it was windy as shit. And I just have moved here back to Virginia from California where it's always sunny and amazing. Right. And um, I was like, holy shit, Virginia is so <laughs> cold, dude. This is like the worst. Yeah, And um, I thought to myself, David, David Goggins wouldn't care. He'd be like, this, this great weather, 
it's a blessing to be out here running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wouldn't be crying about it. And I was like, you're right, dude. Like, you are being a bitch. Like, who fucking cares? But I'm like, just dress for it. And uh, I just ran, dude. So nice. um, I think this book helps have that, helps the inner voice not always be yourself sometimes. Yeah. Maybe it's somebody else, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I recognize so that myself. That's been helping me. Nice. All righty. And that's really it. All right, All cool. right. Awesome. Accountability awesome. is just just trying to hold myself accountable. I know it's working and it's fair for me and Ace, and that's my thing. Hey, that's Let's... one thing that I've learned through this book, at least. Accountability is like a big thing. And like John said, like you, if it's not your voice, let someone else help you guide you through that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't want to glaze over it because I think that that's a big part of, you know, with young men watching and, and people of all different ages watching. You said, you know, how do I keep myself accountable to it? You said, you know, just kind of keep myself accountable to it. I want to know how you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is hard, but I've been holding myself accountable for a long time. I would say it's one of my strong suits, right? Um, hold yourself accountable. I think it starts with good habits and then keeping them. So, man, it's kind of hard to say how I hold myself accountable. I just do action? it, you know? I, I, yeah. I don't want to let myself down, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I, I have my head, uh, like, you you know you're gonna feel bad about this if you don't do it like do you want to yeah. feel like you left and actually going over to what we think about the book my thought on the book is we're leaving too much on the table right um and i was like you're gonna be in bed at night and you're gonna be like i don't feel right why don't you feel right i didn't fucking run like i told myself i would yeah i don't want that feeling yeah um mm -hmm. so just doubling down if i say something i'm gonna do it and that's what helps i don't know that's something i've just built through years of just trying to be consistent yeah i mean i would say even too but like when we started the first book we were we were very adamant about being holding each other accountable that was yeah. like a a thing that we made for our council was like you know we, we started the book club first meeting you know someone was late we were like why why are you late you know i thought we were going to do this so that was holding our each other uh accountable and responsible yeah and it's action you know either you're gonna tell that person are you Oh, oh i'll just let it slide this time or oh yeah like i'll just kind of but no you have to like physically do like tell that person mm -hmm. hey dude we started this for a reason you know maybe we're leaving ourselves at the on too much on the table you know we could be this better person but we can't simply even be there on time so mm -hmm. yeah, and thing we did. i think consistency is key you know just yeah. coming from the school system right now we're thinking about changing schedules and one of the teachers brought up she goes i think it's just a lot these kids need consistency not uh -huh. just kids bro People need consistency. Ace needs consistency. People live a healthier life if they're consistent and consistently healthy habits, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, if you let yourself slip, you start feeling bad. Like you got that like thing in the back of your head. Oh, so yeah. once you're consistent, it's easy to stay accountable, you know? But if you're like hit, miss, hit, miss, hit, miss, it's easy to miss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm going to try and exercise uh, Rogerian method here and repeat back kind of what you said. Okay. Because uh, I think it'd be really good. I think, you know, accountability is something we talk about a lot in this podcast. If we can okay. explicitly put it into words, how each of us holds ourselves accountable, mm -hmm. I think that okay. that would be beneficial not only to us, but people watching. So it sounds like you've memorized the feeling of what it'll feel like if I don't remain consistent or if I don't perform what I know I need to perform. And you try to avoid that feeling at all costs yes okay mm -hmm. also the double down on that i have remember the feeling of what it tastes like 
to accomplish my goals and to make myself proud. And that's uh, a good thing, I right? Mm-hmm. It sucks to let yourself down, but it's also awesome to make yourself proud. Yeah. So I like both things, right? And I get both when you accomplish that and you hold yourself accountable. Hell yeah. All right. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. I, you know, that that's a big thing. I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I want to hold myself accountable, but how do I do it? I even ask myself that sometimes. So, yeah. um, I, you know, I think it's good that we explicitly state that. So moving forward, if, you know, if we explicitly state how we're going to hold ourselves yeah. accountable, and if we don't know, maybe we work together as a group to kind of figure that out. Mm-hmm. But um, just Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Put, put, me, put me on the spot. I, I couldn't give you a direct answer. So I will work on that, having a more clear definition of how I hold myself accountable. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah all right um i can go next yeah. can i see the questions on the yeah on side? yeah um but so starting with uh what my optimal schedule week is um i think once i get off to a good foot it's always the morning if i don't get off to a good fo- foot my day my week is not optimal mm. I, I already have that in my head um so that's why i, I practice re- I would say this year got really religious, um, but I've been practicing for probably since 2018, just waking up a lot earlier, mm-hmm. seven o'clock, eight o'clock. Um, and then I pushed it this year to five, six. And so I, I continuously wake up around six, six thirty. Um, me and David are trying to consistently go to the gym at five, but, um, we're also recognizing how hard it is to get sleep in, especially with like lives and wanting to do things and coming home like late, or maybe just being, uh, tired or something. And, sleeping in you know what i mean just five hours of sleep you do that too long then your body starts to shut down over time so yeah. that's one thing that um like we can do it sometimes i can do it sometimes and then say one night i just stay up late right. and then it fucks it ruins the whole week right. not just one day yeah um playing catch up it's hard ex- to get back on that track, exactly yeah. Yeah. Um, i'll ask them to you so how is that different than before um so before um what i was doing was uh i wouldn't wake up at five, I would wake up at like five thirty. I would have like the snooze and just kind of keep hitting it, or mm-hmm. maybe just keep sleep. Oh, five more minutes, ten more minutes. When, now I said I deleted all the alarms um, because I'm practicing. I can't remember who t- where I learned this from, but um, when you have multiple alarms, you give yourself that comfort or that that um, cushion to continue to sleep. Mm-hmm. Delete all the alarms, set one yeah. alarm, um, maybe two to, if you needed to get do earlier, and then give yourself thirty minutes so your five o'clock or that last one is mm-hmm. when you get up instead of the um, other way that everybody exactly does, right? you do it after six, six, when you're five, so six, what i do is 4 30 yeah and Ooh. then my last one's five o'clock but when i hear that 4 31 i know i got 30 minutes yeah. and i'm already sort of awake i'm yeah. already like okay i can close my eyes for a little bit yeah. and i need to get my mind ready mm. you want to say i do the same thing dev i do the yeah. same thing I, I do 30 minute before and a buzzer to be like okay get ready buddy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get ready <laughs> And then I go to sleep and then 30 minutes later, I wake up. That's how I do it. Too. Yeah. Nice. So, um, how, how it's different from the previous week, um, or the, when we had our, uh, was when I, I would be waking up at six, five thirty ish, continue, continue to push it off. And also I would start working later as well. Um, so now mm-hmm. I'm working an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm recognizing too, is I'm out on the street. There's no one, there's no, one. I'm driving a lot. Like, and I'm able to have that ability to make more money because I'm starting sooner. If I want to drive later, now I've been driving for a lot longer than right. an hour or an hour earlier. It's, it doesn't sound like that big of a difference, but you do it over a week or over a month. That's what, nine, 10 hours added on top of whatever you've been doing. Um, so it gives me that, it gives me the cash bonus. And on top of that, if we hit the gym, 
um, in the morning, I got the workout done. So now all I have to do is focus on editing or studying because right. that's like where my parties are at right now. Um, and if I get the, if the morning's off great, my day finishes off phenomenal. There you go. Um, the optimal thing is um, my, my sleep schedule used to be going to bed at 1030, um, 10 o'clock. I'm trying to get in bed at 930 now mm. um, because what I'm recognizing is six to five hours starts to pull if you think of like a rope, like you put a rope on a cliff, the more you the, the more you uh, go to sleep later, like 1030 and try to wake up at five, you're not going to feel it the next day. You have to do it consistently. So you're going yeah. to bed at 11. That Thursday it. hits. That, that Thursday, yeah. you're like, fuck, my body fucking hurts. Yeah. Like, And it's like, I've been trying to go to sleep. You're not giving your body enough sleep. You're not getting enough rest. So what I'm doing is when my, when my, I made sure my phone now says 930 and it says it's time for your bed. That means I need to be in bed. That means I need to cut everything off and get in bed and just close my eyes and just start resting and then fall asleep. And I can, if I also have time in the morning, I'm waking up at five o'clock. We're back at like seven. That means I have seven till eight. I can go and like watch something, study something, uh, eat. You yeah. know what I mean? So there's time in the morning to do stuff. Um, it's just about being productive. So the morning time, Prince. The morning time is sort of my, where my optimal schedule has really kicked in the gear. Okay. If my my morning isn't optimal, then it it screws up my whole day. It screws up the whole week at that. Okay, you know what I mean. So you're you're waking up earlier. Mm -hmm. You're being consistent um, through kind of like creating a daily schedule, and you're yeah. in bed earlier. Yeah. So through that process, what are you optimizing? Uh, sleep and my work schedule mainly because that really is the the big chunks of time. Mm -hmm. If I'm not getting enough sleep, then it throws off my workouts. It's throwing off the the personal things that I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. If I'm not working enough, I'm not making enough money or where how I'm sat how much I make enough money, but I'm not satisfied with like working only a little bit and calling it quits. Okay, you know what I mean. I obviously want to advance career and do that, yeah. but I need to develop the habit of putting in hours work okay. work yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like you'll have free time when you're done working right just work um so i would say working and sleeping uh, those are my focuses need that needs to be optimized once okay. that optimized everything it, it just fits into piece you know what i mean it fits in like a puzzle perfectly yeah so has it how has it been kind of like implementing that um so last week um definitely last week me and david killed it um i was telling uh someone oh, yeah. i was telling i think yeah. my mom or my brother or something like we killed it like every single day we'd get up go to the gym and we took a two-day rest period yeah. and then monday came around i forget i uh, i think i i didn't wake up or something and then the next day um i think two days i didn't wake up um one i was out too late and then uh, David didn't wake up one day and I'm recognizing it's not that we don't want to get up. We do want to, we're up texting each other. Right. You know what I mean? It's, right it's, oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's more of like our body, like we're, we're putting too much. We're like pushing it too hard Pressure, yeah. and it's the, the time factor. We need to be getting enough sleep. Our body's like, you the recovery. can't get up. Yeah. You can, so you can try and fight this, but at three o'clock you're going to crash two o'clock. You're going to crash. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so two thirty hits. It's like oh. so. That's it's. You really have to remind yourself there is a balance. You can't just fucking sleep for three hours and expect to be up all right. day every single week or right. every all all month like that. Your body's gonna crash. Um, so a, a question for you guys, for both of you guys, would be, um, you know, I've watched a couple of Jocko Will Link uh, yeah. podcasts, and he says, you know, you need to know how many hours of sleep is good for you. So as you're doing this. Oh what is what is that that number for you in terms of hours i'm minutes? going me personally i'm going back up to eight 
um, because that six hour, I was doing that for a long time just because I took the advice from Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, and it was working for a little bit, but if you're trying to consistently be in the gym, mm-hmm. I think okay. I, I need eight. I need well, I, I it, least eight. Okay. I think that was a good question, Jay, about what works for you. Because, mm-hmm. for example, I only get like five hours of sleep mm-hmm. every day, yeah. six maybe. Yeah. And like, I still run and go to the gym every day. Yeah. And like, for the, for the most part, it's fine. Like, it's, I'm towards the end of the week. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm a little bit tired, but like, who isn't a little bit tired at the end of the week? Am I right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I will say what helps me, I take a fucking 20 minute nap every day after work before I reach. I, I call it the restart. 20 minute yeah. nap, then I, it's, it's my second day within mm-hmm. the first day. Yeah. Okay. I've nice. heard, I've All tried right. that too, like taking naps in the middle of the day. Um, what I found though, like, especially with my naps, is when I take a nap and I get up, I'm like more groggy and more like cloudy. And like, maybe you're taking the naps too, too long. long. I'm getting yeah. off topic. So I'm it sorry. might it might say so might be too long. Um <laughs> sleeping duties. But the 20 minute, yeah, like That's... it's I don't I, I like taking naps, but if I don't get up, then it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and ta- it sucks. talking about consistency, I've been taking naps midday since I was fucking like 19. So like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that should have built into my schedule. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. How about you, David? Have you kind of like paid attention to that number at all? Um, how much sleep I need? Yeah, like what's that number? Um, I think I'm cool with like six, six and a half ish, okay. something like that. Yeah. Cause I'm on the same sort of schedule with Devin, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's my ride to the gym now. So it's like, okay, I got to be up at five, nine right. thirty has been pretty cool to go to bed and just really? lie in bed, you know, maybe check my phone a little bit. I think, I think I was getting caught up. Like I was being on my phone too much, but if I'm in my bed at like nine thirty and I, you know, watch like something just to be on the internet and then i'm like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna just put my phone down me getting to sleep before 10 is like a miracle to me bro <laughs> yeah. straight up Same. and 10 yeah. 11 12 1 2 3 4 5 that's six hours i'm cool okay. you know what six, i mean but i do i do understand that that's not like you know you should be getting a little bit more but everybody's different everybody has their own thing i think you know like john said no matter what towards the end of the week you're going to be tired bro especially if you're going to the gym like we pushed ourselves oh, yeah. really hard you know last week um i got dev on daniel and bailey workout so shout out to daniel and yeah. bailey oh, yeah. um it's a uh, it's rough check man. her shit out <clears throat> we're not we're not a sponsor but sh- yeah. Shit goes hard. yeah bro yeah. it's it's crazy sometimes we're in the gym for a really long time leg days are stupid crazy but yeah, shit, no um, joke. <laughs> uh yeah so oh, it's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, how will you be holding yourself accountable to the schedule? Um, recognizing. So when I stay out late or, um, recognizing that when I'm not able to wake up, it's in my own control. I don't know how to like, uh, be like, Oh, I'm not gonna, if I go out late, then I, I'm going to have to get up at five o'clock because what I'm recognizing throughout the weeks is I write my schedule out, but things just come up. Things just pop up out of nowhere life and um like so for instance one of the days i missed i had to pick up claire because she needed to get her dropped off her car because it's like getting maintenance or something and then i ended up hanging out at her house and then didn't come back until fucking late because we started like conversating about just like this i don't forget what we were talking about but it went forever and i look up it's like 10 30 i'm like fuck i gotta drive home right now like and then i go to sleep and it's like bro i'm tired yeah and so it just it sucks like you know you want to go to the gym but it's like but again that's you're i'm I'm negotiating with myself so to stay accountable is is recognizing if i stay out late later you know what i mean it's like what john said earlier like are you gonna be okay with yourself are you gonna be like are you gonna have that shitty feeling of like you know you're supposed to get something done but 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. are you going to be able to go later? Are you going to go later? So that's, it's, it's almost like that, that self-talk with yourself. Like, are you going to be okay with yourself? Are you going to beat yourself up? If you're going to beat yourself up, you got to push harder next time then. You got to, you know what I mean? Like, you're, don't let yourself down again. Okay. So recognizing that if you slip, negotiating or establishing a time away from your normal time to get it in? Just don't negotiate with yourself. No, negotiate. don't, don't negotiate. You know Can you give mean? us an example? Um, just for like, just that if I stay out, it doesn't matter if I stay out, you're going to, you have to wake up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially if it's in the middle of the week on a Wednesday, it's not Friday. It's not Saturday. Like yeah. get up and go to the gym. You know what I mean? And come back and take a little 20 or 30 minute nap. If okay. You need. All right. I just want to throw someone out there about the negotiation thing. Yeah. You could also fucking do that shit in a positive way too. <laughs> yeah. like today, I was short on time because we're doing this podcast thing right now. We're, we're reviewing. And uh, I, I was like, to, to drive to the park or to run, to miss the gym, to not miss the gym. And you know what I fucking did? I didn't take my nap. I ran to the dog park and went to the gym and I fucking negotiated it and I lost something out of it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't take my nap. Huh. Uh, nice. That's what, you know, so you can negotiate yourself and be like, my goals are here. What can I negotiate to still make that shit happen? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like um, in those times, you know, maybe you have a little bit of time for quadrant four in the day. You pull from that time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're like, yeah, I, you know, I usually watch YouTube for like 20 minutes before I go to bed or something like that. Like, well, those 20 minutes, that's my nap. You yeah. know, like pull the pull from that quadrant four. I know we don't really schedule quadrant four. Just kind of find this, but mm-hmm. maybe pull in from that time. Yeah. I think the majority of accountability is going to come within your mind. It's going to come from within your oh, mental yeah. capability of yeah. holding accountability yeah. for yourself. Hell yeah. All right. David. What is your optimal schedule? My optimal schedule. Um, so we, we kind of just answering this as like a general, like do this at this time, do this. Do this. However you want to do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So to me, it's sort of on the, the same uh, wavelength with Devin, you know, waking up at five, I would say is the, the, the most optimal thing for me is waking up at five, going to the gym within being at the gym at, at 5 30 5 45 you know what i mean because we i wake up start my coffee you know just get my gym clothes on use the bathroom whatever whatnot brush my teeth and then we're on our way to the gym we get there we work out and then by the time we're back home it's around uh I wrote it down it's like let me see like 7 45 ish i think or something like that okay. um and I have it all broken down. Um, yeah. So around eight o'clock or eight fifteen is when I'm actually like opening my computer. I'm already showered breakfast. Everything I needed to do is good to go. So I can start work so I can check my emails. I can see what I have to do today. get started on projects. And then, um, an optimal schedule for me is sort of continuing that pattern because sometimes there's nothing for me to work on. I'm just kind of waiting for my team to wake up. I'm already awake before them. And, they uh you know gotta like check in with them see what's up gotta see what's happening at bitwise and then uh i'll take a little break at around um like 11 30 i'll I'll go get more coffee and i've noticed that a break for me is pretty optimal too because if i don't break and i'm just surfing the internet or i'm doing stuff online whether it's like me I don't know, like looking at cars or just like listening to music or whatever. Those are like my breaks. I'm still in my chair at my desk. So my body doesn't know that I'm not working still. Mm -hmm. But when I'm, my work actually requires me to sit down and be at my computer. So the less time that I'm 
uh, I guess, breaking or just like, uh, uh, I don't know the word, just, just like taking a little break or lollygagging or whatever. I need to be off of my desk because the more I'm sitting down, it kind of wears on my back and I'm just like, uh, I'm at this desk all day. I don't have a standing desk, but so that's, that's optimal for me. And then I've learned that, um, around 445, when my team is usually done requesting stuff, that's, that's my end for, for, uh, work. And then by then I should be able to go take a run and then I'll run at around, um, five, five thirty. And I'll run, like, I've been running two miles pretty consistently mm-hmm. uh, recently. So what I've been doing is running longer. So I run two, 2.8 miles, 2.6, something like that. And uh, I've been running uh, faster. So I'm run, running, like, an eight-minute pace um, and really, really pushing myself. And I think this week I pushed myself a little too hard because I couldn't wake up today. Um, my I think I bruised my, my foot or something, and the pain was... Like it's like it felt like a sprain or something, and I couldn't mm. sleep last night because of it. So, I didn't want to overshoot myself and go to the gym at five with like no sleep and my legs feeling bad. We were supposed to do what, like, was it legs or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was legs. Sheesh, that would have been crazy. But um, <laughs> and then for me, so optimization after that run should be home at around six. Showered, dinners going, whatever. I have the rest of the night until nine to work on extra stuff, freelance freelance work hobbies passions whatnot um artwork and then that's a pretty optimal schedule for me because i get my workout in i get my cardio in i got my work done i took a break um oh i'll take a nap too kind of like what john does like around maybe like like 12 or one o'clock or something um 20 minutes 30 i I do 30 minute naps that's like prime for me and um uh yeah nine nine thirty is good to go to go to bed I mean, all right. So, um, how is this different than before you instituted this? Um, so definitely week one, I think was when we were, um, being conscious of how much we were on our phones and whatnot. Yeah. Dude, week one was bad. I I look back, (laughs) I was like, holy shit. Being on TikTok, Instagram, all those things. It's so simple, but it's so, uh, it's such a time waster, man. Mm. I, I realized that I, I'm way more optimized when I'm off of that and I'm just like checking stuff. I still get on like Tumblr here and there just cause I like Tumblr. I like looking at photos and like artsy stuff, but, uh, definitely notice that I get bored of Tumblr a lot faster than Instagram and TikTok. So I'm like, I'm on there for like maybe 10 minutes and I'm like, Oh, I'm good to go. Or I'll check Reddit or something. Mm-hmm. And but TikTok and Instagram is like a black hole. And oh, yeah. uh, fuck that. You know well, what I mean? it, yeah. It's because it's 2021. Tumblr, what is this, 2009? Yeah. It was in the time machine. Dude, bro. I still, shout out to Tumblr. I still represent <laughs> Tumblr. Oh, that shit crazy. And this guy thinks that we're having a Twitter. He's like, yo, Twitter? Bro, Tumblr, that's crazy. I didn't know that. That's like a deep dark secret. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I right, cut that out. Cut that part out. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clip it. Um, no, nah, yeah, but uh, yeah. So I, I've realized that um, I'm trimmed a lot of a uh, lot of fat from just um, social media alone, and that's been giving me an extra like three hours, four hours of time where I could put that towards, you know, uh, paradigm stuff. Um, freelance stuff uh, and, and just work and i work in i work in what i like to call sprints so i don't have a set schedule i'm not like oh there's a boss telling me you need to work from eight to five 
it's just my team has requested projects throughout the day where they need uh, this due at this time. And I got a sprint on this, meaning like uh, I'll just put my phone down or just no distractions and I'll put on some like instrumental music. And I'm the only thing I'm focused on is this task and this project for the next two hours. So I call them little mini sprints of work. Um, and uh, that's where that time has been like that. The social media time is translated into just more sprint work. More sprints. Mm. Mm. Sick. Nice. All right. So Optimization. Uh, what yes. are you optimizing with this schedule? Um, I'm optimizing my for one for one my sleep i'll say that like with dev uh because i'm noticing that sleeping at a certain time is training my body to be like this is the time you go to bed expect to wake up even if it's early at five mm. and then um optimizing uh the sprints for sure that was a key for me knowing where to like manage my time and be like if this is due at this time this is due at that time that means I got to do this and then maybe I should take a break around here mm -hmm. and kind of just juggle things around. Uh, and as far as like hobbies and all that stuff, I just, the, the time that I have at the end of the day now um, is good for me and good for my conscience. And I'm like, if I want to play guitar a little bit, kind of like experiment with music or, or uh, research some art or whatnot, I can have that time. And I'm actually planning to do, more art because now I have that time. So it's like, what can I do with this time? Should I be learning the Skillshare stuff that I was talking about? Um, the new programs. Oh, I had Adobe Max just happened uh, last week. So it's like a big conference for all the Adobe programs. I signed up for it. It was free. It was a virtual event. I learned a whole bunch of stuff about like animation products and new stuff happening to Adobe and all the new stuff. So there's it's it's just opening up more time to meet more I'm optimizing my interests, honestly. Yeah, more productivity. Cool. Hell yeah, man. All right, so how's it been implementing it over the past like two to three weeks? <clears throat> how's it been implementing it? Any pitfalls? Has it been just... Um, yeah, I mean, I've noticed that, like kind of like what Dev said, if you kind of don't go... Or it takes like one not going to the gym for things to kind of get a little rocky or, or uh, whatever during the week. Um, but I think... It's, it's been good because I've been seeing how much I could be doing with my time and being uh, more serious with how I use things like my phone. You know, there's that that new, I don't know if you guys updated, but there's a, that like focus mode on your phone. That shit's dope for me. I like it. John's like, no. iPhone. <laughs> I don't update anything. Like my last phone, it was like two years out of date. And they're like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> updating things weirds me out <laughs> I, the phone i i should have bought it at it being optimal anything more than this doesn't seem right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for me it actually helped i don't know like i have the, the focus mode and then it silences everything and then if i want to just turn it off i could just go boop and then it lets everybody know like your your notifications are off so i think it's kind of cool um do not disturb yeah similar right yeah, that's, but it also, it lets, like, I don't know, like, my coworkers sometimes, like, no, like, or whoever that's texting me, like, oh, shit, he has his notifications off, so he won't see this, so I'll actually do oh, something okay. when it's, when it's, it says, it's a purple thing that says, this person is on focus mode, notifications are off, so, okay. I think gotcha. it's cool. So, um, how will you be holding yourself accountable to this? So, what I do, um, is... I kind of do sort of what um, David Goggins 
was doing when he would give himself a little break or whatever. He would punish himself. <laughs> um, I don't like go crazy hard, but you know, I'm like, okay, if I didn't do this or go to the gym here, like I know I'm going to squeeze it in. But if I do squeeze this, this in or I negotiate, like kind of how John said, he's going to work out this time or sacrifice his nap. Like during that time you're working out, you're going to be giving it your hundred percent. You're going to do more reps than you have before, or you're going to leave the gym feeling like you're like you worked out really hard. Um, and, uh, especially for running for me, like I, I told myself like, Oh man, I gave my break. I gave myself a break, uh, by not running as much. Like the last week I tried to do the 20 miles. I was like, well, this week I'm going to run faster and I'm going to run longer. So that's my, that's my, uh, present to myself for negotiating, I guess. Mm. <laughs> and, um, okay. Yeah. So you kind of like, I didn't make 20 miles last week, so this week I'm, I'm running harder. I'm doing more reps at the gym. So it's kind of yeah. like a disciplinary action. It's sort of, you know, even I, I'm not, I, the reason why I couldn't, I don't think I could have done, or I, maybe I could have done the 20 miles. I just noticed I was way more tired going back to the gym, um, like with Dev, and we were doing the Dana Lynn Bailey thing. So I was like, man, I don't know if I can do this 20 mile thing because I'm already super tired and yeah. I'm trying to do that after during the day. <laughs> so I was like, fuck, man. I will say I find I found myself negotiating with, with myself when it came Wednesday for leg day, and I was like, I don't know, bro. You kind of run every fucking day. You do, <laughs> yeah. you do legs? I don't know. Like, oh, like running is like hard, bro. Um, yeah. We sound like we're making excuses. For leg day. <laughs> I, I wanted to. I, I wanted to so bad. And I thought to myself, I was like, What do you see, girl with a fat ass? I was like, That shit, pretty hot, right? Yeah. I was like, You don't. You don't want to be that guy with fucking chicken legs, right? And I was uh, like, you got to even, like, don't be a bitch, dude. Put in a good, uh, yeah. like, you know, even do 45 minutes. It's better than no minutes. Go get in there, John. De you know? yeah. so. Dev, I, I took uh, Devin, Devin last week. We did the uh, Daniel and Bailey. We actually completed the whole leg workout. That's it was insane. crazy, John. <laughs> Sometimes me and John would be like, uh, let's cut it, like, two workouts, <laughs> and let's just do abs yeah, or arms or some shit. Yeah. It's fucking nuts, dude. And then so when, for me, when I tried to make the 20 miles, and I was like, all right, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I was like, I ran three yeah. twice, and I was like, oh, this is hard. So yeah. this week, uh, I, I I just run harder and longer, and, and I just try and sprint faster and uh, really punish myself towards the end where I'm, like, dying. And I'm noticing even that too. Maybe I should chill out because today I couldn't even wait. I, I bruised my foot or something and it didn't cause me to sleep well. And I didn't feel motivated to go to the gym. I'm it's got to be your day. shoes, dude. If you're just running like, like two miles a day, like that shouldn't be detrimental to your body for like your feet to be bruised and shit. You know, like you got to have it like, like a, a problem that can be fixed with like better equipment, you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe like um, or, or maybe just the way I'm running. Sometimes I notice I'm pounding the heart, the floor too hard or something. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So like different, like Jason, different insoles and stuff to like correct your stride that improve it, you know? So you're not taking a beating. Um, yeah. Like if you're flat footed or something, you know, I, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm just mm -hmm. throwing that out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, I'll, we'll, I'll pivot us to, to mine yeah. and then we'll, we'll, we'll keep moving on. So, uh, Mm -hmm. What is my optimal schedule? So <clears throat> I have established wake up times. So for the weekdays, no later than 6.30 a.m. Um, the weekends, no later than 8. Uh, so I have those go. different times just because I, I set those up because 
I would say sleeping for me is probably the one of the bigger things because I don't go to bed till late. I'm always doing homework up until like, you know, 11, 12 at night. So I've set up those times that are, you know, no later than. Uh, so I'm going to probably set alarms at six in order to get up at 630. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so I'm going to start instituting that. So I, I've actually started creating, you know, morning. Uh, I have like the mind map. It's uh, called MindMeister, the app where I've developed routines, right? So my morning routine, it has a dental component, hygiene component, uh, food component, and a physical working out component, right? So I've now developed, this is what needs to be done in the morning, get it done, get it out of the way, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, you know, I've also decided to start giving myself physical goals each week. So last week it was like run 10 miles, bike 30 miles the week before that was run 20 miles the week before this week it's uh run 12 miles uh, bike 30 miles next week's gonna be run eight miles bike 20 um because i'm gonna be gone that weekend mapping mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna still condense it's still a good amount of work yeah. in those four days that i have or nice. three days that i have so i've started giving myself those physical goals and i look at the thing every day because now it's like on the micro the 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 edge of the phone because i got a i got a note it has an edge thing you all the apps i need that are for physical and school or whatever it might be is right there at the touch of a finger yeah so now i could just go straight to there and look okay like david's got this much done i've got this much done um running i've got this much done biking here's how many calories like i can do all that really really fast and more efficient now and so um, I've also established some working hours for myself. So from 9 a.m. to uh, 1 p.m. on my days that I'm not on campus, those are my working hours, and 2.30 to 10. So I've allowed myself like an hour and a half kind of break in between there. Some food, take a little nap if I need it or whatever. Uh, but 10, my work hours are going up to like 10, 30, 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's kind of been some gray area in in those working hours. and. You know, these are, these are kind of days that I'm not on campus because Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm in class from 1130 to 230, right? So 9 to 230 is really that initial work hour, uh, working hour. So I'm trying to still trying to figure out what, you know, on my days that I'm at school, most of the day, what, how can I optimize it there? Mm. So I'm okay. still trying to figure that out. I've established a nightly routine. This is dental again. Take care of your teeth, guys. Take care <laughs> of your teeth, man. Take Ooh. care of your skin. This, this is really important. You don't want to look like a brittle raisin uh, when you're no. 30, 40 years old. Floss your teeth. Chicks don't like, like right? that. I, I mean, I went and got all the shit. I got the tongue scraper. I got the motherfucking... The, I got all the flosser tools. I got a permanent retainer on bottom. So I got the threaders. I got all that stuff now. Um, so this so. is like floss morning, floss night. And it has to be done, right? Mm-hmm. So these are things that I do before bed. Uh, skin routine. Um, you know, I make sure that's what's a priority now. Ch- check the emails and then electricity out by eleven thirty. That's that's what I got here. Mm-hmm. Electricity's out by eleven, eleven thirty. So I have eleven on here. I said eleven thirty because it typically runs to about that late. Like I'm shutting down my computer at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so big changes. Um, I'll turn that into you know how how is that different than before? Question two. So the biggest changes I have are um, I've established a weekly. Um, a daily max amount on YouTube because we discussed it last time how much time I was spending just on YouTube alone. I have a one and a half hour max limit in this app called Stay Free. You can put a limit and it will shut down the app once you hit an hour and 30 minutes. 
right? Shut down your phone or shut down just the app. Okay. You can't open, you open the app. It's that now it stay free comes up. It's like, it's blocked. Oh shit. Right. So I've, I've, I've established that you'll get a notification about 10 minutes before it starts to block you. So, you know, when I use it for running, when I use it for biking, uh, during the day, it's like, all right, I have to be kind of cautious about where I use it in the day, where the pockets are, because running three miles, about 30 minutes or lower. Right. Okay. So I'm running like 10 minute miles or, or sub tw- 10 minute. And then, so that, that gives me an hour left. I'm run I'm biking for 10 miles. I'll do 10 mile, 10 mile runs, uh, uh, cycling. That takes me about 50 minutes. So that, yeah. that leaves me with 20 minutes of, of time that I can t- really use my phone for YouTube. Right. Uh, Other than when I'm working out. So that that's been pretty good. It's been really well. Cause I've, I've seen, progress and more productivity with that limit on there so that um you know it's provided me some structure that i could like i'm stuck to this point like you can't exceed that right it will dead ass shut it from your phone jeez you're 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 muted muted, brother i think you've done the biggest uh not risk to reward but like risk factor into trying to optimize your schedule i love to hear it, bro i love the dental shit i makes me think i was like you don't do enough dude they are awesome twice <laughs> Yo, a day twice a day bro i got to that point now where you like it ain't no blood no more man so um Oof. skin routine as well that's that's big i'm starting you know nightly no- lotion in the morning nightly lotion as well um like skin routine stuff like that so i'm developing that as well that Never mind. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> so I, I don't typically yeah, have shut up, John. <laughs> <laughs> I don't typically have a uh, very structured days other than class times. Right. So, you know, I get, I have these times are when I need to be in class that those are, that's the structure I have. Mm-hmm. So, um, a big change in general is going, you know, is going to be structuring my days and managing my time to be effective and efficient. So this, you know, my whole college career besides, you know, work and, and, and class times, it was kind of like open-ended in between there. So yeah. providing now some structure and like discipline in those things is going to be probably the biggest change mm-hmm. for me. So um, I wrote out, okay, so what is being optimized? So I have school, my physical paradigm, and the biggest one, productivity. So with school, research number one, coursework number two, TAing number three, um, you know, a TAing, when it comes down to it, it's, you know, teaching is really important and I'm doing that. And next semester, it'll be in person. So now I'm, it's going to be like, you know, coursework is going to come down because I'm only taking one or two classes. Uh, they're not offering very much next semester. So TAing will replace that. But that's kind of the order. Research is always going to be number one. Nice. So physical, I've established weekly goals um, and new challenges for myself. I texted the group this morning, who wants to go trail running? Because I'm like, you know, the Hurt 100 that we read about with David Goggins. I'm not trying to do all that, but like run pin cushion, run like jog, run pin cushion. Dude, trail run is really fun. I've been doing this shit where in the evening me and Ace run and it's like on this trail. Yeah. And sometimes I can't see shit. It's getting kind of dark and like, I'm a little bit high and I'm like, this shit crazy. I think it's fun. Like I look at Ace and like, you're having fun, dude. You're going to run way slower, but it's fun. It's challenging. You know, it's something new. Yeah, definitely. So that that I want to start instituting new things, right? New things that are like, fun and interesting to me nadine and i are gonna do a um a spartan race they have a marathon going on uh november, uh, november yeah. 7th at, uh um woodward nice yeah. hell yeah so a I'm marathon gonna, yeah <clears throat> so they're shutting uh, down the streets hell yeah dude they're shutting down like uh what's it what's that front front blackstone yeah. or just front 
So, you know, that next year, a big goal for me is we're going to get the trifecta, right? With Spartans, you get, you do the sprint, you do the super, you do the help? ultra. They're all over the, the state. Where are you guys going to do that? Uh, the first one is in San Bernardino. Oh, shit. Uh, and so it's, it's a 5K and 20 obstacles. So we're talking like, you know, rope climb. We're talking cargo nets, plate drags, sleds. And it's sleds. all time. time. Um, Damn, you need even really that couple, huh? Uh, oh, that's the thing. <laughs> like, I want that. Uh, that's what I desire, right? I want crazy. like to be, I don't want to be the couple that just like sits around and watches TV. I want to do shit, you know? Yeah. I love that shit, man. Good for you. Yeah. So um, that's, that's what we're doing. And, you know, I've, we've been having conversations lately in terms of, you know, growth doesn't come from comfort. Right. We're not we, we're not going to grow as people, as a couple, as, um, you know, as a group while being comfortable. Right. You, you and we'll I'll talk more about that. In my biggest takeaways from this book. But that's where I've been gearing myself. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, and if I would have looked at myself in high school and been like, yeah, you're going to be doing these things, I would have been like, bro, you're tripping. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or like fresh out of high school, be like, bro, you're tripping. That's Same. not going to be you. You know. Yeah. And then so um, also with paradigm. Right. With so I have content creation number one developmental reading and discussion um you know that's you know i would say that's number one and then future of conglomerate number two right mm -hmm. like how are we going to develop this into something you know when devin talk and i talk about this pretty much weekly it's like where where do we see this developing to we have a good thing going right here how can we build upon this mm -hmm. right and um so that that right there you know these are the things that i want to optimize because those are the things that get priority and deserve priority in my life so um you know those are the things that are being optimized and all around it's productivity in those those lanes so that that's what's being optimized for me um so how has it been implementing it so with with half the time a week spent on uh, youtube right so i broke down the the hours of uh -oh. how much time was on there <laughs> it was quite a lot and so um, productivity levels have definitely increased with that limit, uh, half that time. So I'm looking for ways to streamline quadrant three activities such as for breakfast. So little things, right? I cook potatoes in the morning, 10 minutes steaming them, 10 minutes crisping them, right? So what I'm doing now is Ooh. instead of steaming them, I'm throwing them bitches in the microwave and getting a uh, you know, quick little one minute. They're soft at that point. I don't need to steam them, Yeah. right? So now I've cut nine minutes off of that. And then I throw them in there and start crisping them up and then doing what I gotta do. So just looking for little things like that that I can streamline my breakfast thing. Cause I've noticed in breakfast, it takes me like, from beginning to end, it's an hour. Yeah. Cause it's like that steaming the potatoes, crisping the potatoes, all that little stuff, it adds up to when I'm finished, plus cleaning up my mess, an hour. Yeah, depending right? on what you eat too. Cause that's what like, when I like took this morning, I had acai with like uh, peanut butter and granola and like mm -hmm. a, um, a, uh, avocado toast compared to eating just oatmeal right right i feel the same amount of full but it's the taste what do i want this right right so it's really what you want to eat Definitely. Um, and so oatmeal can take me 10 minutes and create making acai could take me a whole hour like, right yeah so, so I'm, I'm thinking maybe um maybe on sundays creating you know making a mass amount weighing that out because what i do every every day is i weigh out my food right because mm -hmm. I, I really have to be calorie conscious so um doing that creating it all on maybe like a sunday and having myself created out all the way through Friday. So now it's just 15 minutes where I just warm it up the microwave, eat it, clean up my mess and get going. Yeah. Know? So I'm going to, I think I'm going to start instituting that. Yeah. So my biggest challenge will be waking up before six 30 religiously. Um, you know, this week I even kind of slept in. There was some days like t today, I think I got up at nine. Right. And then yesterday it was like eight thirty nine. Right. Yeah. So 
wake getting my sleep in to the point like if i'm going to bed at, at 12 that means you know i'm i'm kind of do need that eight hour mark i need to start you know keeping track of how many hours is good for me um, i've never really done that so um, you know, going to sleep at a decent enough hour and time management. These are my biggest challenges. Um, we've talked about them multiple times on here. S when I lay down at 9, 9.30, my brain's still kind of in, like, it's time, it's work mode time. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think, you know, maybe 10, it's instituting that time of 10 and being, you know, lights out by 10.30, 11 is, um, it's going to be where I should really put some effort into because, you know, laying down to, and just kind of get my brain into sleep mode yeah that that's kind of a big thing for me mm -hmm. uh, so those are going to be my biggest challenges implementing it you know implementing just the youtube limit alone for myself will be is is a huge huge improvement um you know little things like cutting nine minutes off of my breakfast cooking in the morning and clean up and all that stuff instituting new routines and stuff like that there it's been really good i've, I've seen benefit from that um so i'm working on now fixing the weaknesses in the in the schedule, right? Yeah. It's optimal, but now I'm I need to really fully dedicate to that, and um, you know, implementing it has been great. There's still some points that I need to stick to, yeah. And work one, on one thing that I try to like hold myself to is sustainability. Um, right. If it's not sustainable to me, and I can do it for a week, two weeks, why am I doing it at all? Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, if I need to find sustainability, like if it's um, if it's me going to the gym in the morning, um, I believe that's I could do that every single morning. Um, it's recognizing the sleep. If I go to bed later, mm -hmm. is it sustaining? Am I sustaining being able to go to bed bed at nine thirty? Mm -hmm. Am I able to go to bed at nine thirty, or do I, am I preventing myself from going to bed at nine yeah. thirty? You know? Well, you won't know until you try. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I tried. So yeah. So sustainability sustainability only comes after you've done everything and like. You kind of just recognize, okay, I can't keep up with this because it's just kind of hard, or it's yeah. just too much. Yeah, definitely. All right, so how how am I keeping myself accountable to this, um, or how will I keep myself accountable to this? Um, so I'm I'm setting weekly accomplishment goals. Uh, so you know, Sunday my week starts, Saturday my weekends. That's physical. That's what do I want to achieve with school? Um, I have a priority list that kind of already been instituted before we started this, but now it's like these, you know. There's, I'm implementing new things um, by setting those weekly accomplishments and, and um, journaling it, right? So I have it written down. Journaling is going to be a big part about how I keep myself accountable. It's like, okay, well, these are the things I want to do. Now that, I do, you know, that I've done all of these things, I journal it. Or if I haven't done it, I journal it, Yeah. right? So I can keep track of these things. Yeah. Um, so I need to write out my schedule and track progress each week, possibly daily. Uh, I struggle with this, so... Uh, I may need some external help with that. I have a, a planner. It's spotty, right? I mean, I'll do it for yeah. two, three uh, weeks, stop for a week. I'm the same, I'm the same way. It's spot. Like uh, the past two weeks, I haven't really written my schedule. Um, but you can look at it and it's very detailed. Yeah. Like there's very detailed and then some pages are just like spotty. Because mm -hmm. sometimes, I, like me personally, I feel like sometimes you just don't need a journal if you are productive without right. having to write stuff down. I think to get in, to, to get your foot in the door, having a journal and being consistent with it is that like you're opening the door, you stepped in the door. Once the door is closed behind you, you can kind of walk away from the journal a little bit, but you can always go back to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to, for me at least, I don't have to sit there and cause I'm being productive to my 24 hours in a day. There's right. only 24 hours in a day. I can't, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not Superman. So that's just how I see journaling. Cause I'm spotty too. Yeah. Um, but it is very, very detailed when you do look 
at like the pages that are like done yeah yeah so. definitely so i'm gonna i'm i'm doing journaling now i got a planner um so it's it's send, sunday to saturday and I, i've started doing that you yeah. know hey okay you know what i'm actually going to start incorporating to that too is you know what time am i going to bed tonight that yesterday mm-hmm. what time did i go to bed what time did i wake up how many hours of sleep typically you know what is that number for me right yeah, so documenting things and figuring things out for myself because i don't know how what number i need yeah you know what i mean maybe seven's good for me maybe six is good for me maybe you know maybe i need eight mm-hmm. so if that's the case then i, I can gear my schedule for that yeah. right so now i'm going to start keeping track of that so through journaling is uh how i'm going to keep myself accountable especially when you can go back and read on it and be like oh okay this is where i can improve yeah you know definitely. so um i'm going to pivot up from that and um I hope you guys got some information from that and, and you know, comment down below what's your op- optimal schedule. How are you hold- keeping yourself accountable? That's things that we want to know. Uh, we want to improve along with you guys. So um, make sure you comment down below, like the video, subscribe. But now we're going to jump into what was our biggest takeaway from Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Let's start with John. What was your biggest takeaway? Yeah, so my biggest takeaway for this whole book is that we are all leaving too much on the table. Mm. Um, and that bar is measured for each individual, right? Mm-hmm. No apples the same. So I just think we're all, whatever our capabilities are, we're all leaving too much on the table, whatever his rule is, the 60-40 or 40-60 rule. I was gonna say that, yeah, the 40 rule. And uh, I tell myself that often. Uh, I've been telling the kids that when they like come to me with, some other bullshit or whatever. I'm like, bro, y'all leave too much on the table. I know you can do better than that. You know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I just think that phrase alone has got a lot of weight to it. Yeah, okay. It does. Awesome. Awesome. How about you, Dev? Uh, mine's is um, the callous mind. Um, everything mm. that you go through, everything that you haven't gone through yet, um, things that you don't want to do, uncomfortability, things that you're comfortable, recognize that your mind is, is a, a, just think of it like a, just like a rock and the more you do things that are uncomfortable you build layers on top of layers and not, and that sooner when you accomplish a goal or you accomplish something that that layer hardens and then you get ready for the next layer you get ready for the next challenge in life you get ready for the next obstacle the next physical challenge the next mental challenge whatever and you build layers 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 on that mm-hmm. and then it hardens so over time <clears throat> over time your mind starts to become very very strong in every aspect physical mental mm-hmm. Um, spiritually, whatever you're looking for personally, um, I've recognized physically, my mind has been very strong being able to push reps out mentally. I'm able to study a lot longer, recognizing like I have that, like, again, referencing what John said earlier, like if it's not my voice, it's someone like David Goggins or Jocko or someone that's like, don't be a fucking bitch. (laughs) Don't be like. You're leaving too much on the table. You're like, come on, you want more. You want to make six figures. You want to make seven figures. You want to have like a nice physique when you're 40 years old, when you're 50. Like it starts now. It starts right, right this minute. So that's that's sort of what I've taken. It's just a callous mind. Recognize your mind is powerful when you really want to build on top of it. Oh, yeah. All right. Just want to touch on this real quick before we move on. Okay. Uh, Devin uh, referenced, you know, four things like spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yeah. That goes all the way back to one of our first books we read, Seven Habits of a Highly Effective Person. Yep. You need all four to have a functioning car, <clears throat> all four wheels. You can't focus on one thing. And I loved how he referenced all yeah. four, you know? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. How about you, David? Uh, for me, what I got from this book was sort of like what um, John had said, you know, we're leaving too much on the table. That's, that's definitely something that I'm going to take away f- from the book for sure. Uh, but 
I, what I got from this book too is um, like the odds when they're stacked against you, um, the, the statistic of, of what you're going through is kind of setting up for something that would be perceived as, as a failure or you're not going to go anywhere or you're not going to defeat the odds. The, the key to get through that is sort of what Devin said, you know, callousing your mind, um, having to tap in and master your mind in order to overcome those those odds because it, it it's a uh, it's it's the most powerful weapon david goggins calls it calls it the, the most powerful weapon and that's something that i think I, i'm always going to reference to this book is that no matter what those statistics or those odds or whoever's watching it is feeling like they can't do this uh maybe look look at look at your mind you know to start callousing your your mind try and master it start start exercising your mind and then everything else will sort of flow through with uh persistence and um discipline doing things when you don't want to do it and and accountability you yeah. know getting out of the victim mindset was, yeah. was the overall theme i got from this book hell yeah all right so for myself um the biggest takeaway i got is the mind's default setting is the desire for comfort comfort Growth Sheesh. doesn't happen yep. when we're comfortable. We must put ourselves in the crucible of life to grow to greatness. Pain yes. is only temporary. The work to maintain greatness is forever. It does not end. Jeez. Yeah. Continually find your new 100%. So those were, it's accumulation of, you know, a lot of ideas in this book. We highly encourage you go pick it up because I'm sure you'll find one that suits you. Um, if, if you didn't, you know, if any of those didn't suit you, they should. But, um, you know, pick up this book, man. Uh, I, I know I could speak for myself. It's this amazing. Book was, it was amazing and really inspired change in myself physically, right? Like, I never for thought all I'd of be us, running, yeah. right? But um, there's so many great takeaways from this book. Uh, you know, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. At the minimum, 9.8 out of 10, mm -hmm. right? Like, this, it was a really good book. Um, so before we take off, we want to... Thank you so much for, for sticking around with us, going through this book with us. We hope you read it along. Uh, and, and at the same time, uh, we benefited a lot from it. And um, you know, before you take off, make sure you subscribe to the video, like the channel, comment down below. Did you read the book with us? What was your biggest takeaway? Um, how are you optimizing your schedule? You know, how, how are you holding yourself accountable? Leave, a, leave us something down below. We wanna know, we wanna learn, we wanna grow. Yeah, these are all questions that you can ask, ask yourself. And right. just comment towards us and have a conversation. Yeah. And then uh, make sure you hit the description down below and look for all our social media platforms. Um, we, we have, you know, a Spotify. Go follow that. We got uh, an Instagram. Go follow that. We're on Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you want to find us, we're on there. Um, and we hope to hear from you. Uh, we love you guys. And never, ever forget the work you put in now equals who you'll be tomorrow. tomorrow. Peace.